Welcome to Sports Tech Atlanta's Seed Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Sterling Mack, joined by Worcester Sports Radio host, Taylor Mack. Today, we'll discuss how colleges are taking advantage of the latest in video and analytics technology, discuss the tech behind virtual fans, give you the product of the week, and the latest funding rounds. Let's get into today's Seed Talk. So the first story I had is as we're trying to figure out what colleges are going to do with everything, uh, it was a cool story uh, actually from the Arkansas tennis team. Shout out. I have a ton of friends that are from Arkansas, so I feel like I have to say shout out there. Um, but they've actually partnered with PlaySight. And so PlaySight uh, is a global sports company connecting um, generation of athletes, coaches, teams, leagues, and sports facilities with the latest in video and, and, and analytics technology uh, powered by AI and machine learning. And this is super cool because uh, you can essentially put, you know, their cameras everywhere. So they have a, uh, they call it a smart court camera, um, which essentially like powers or uh, records everything um, like within a practice or with a gym or something like that. So like for tennis, they can set this up in different areas uh, of their tennis court or their tennis uh, center there in Arkansas and be able to really monitor the way everyone's practicing. Uh, obviously, if you're going up against like you have your fall season or whatever, you're going up against your teammates and, and really diving into what's going on uh, on the court at all times. I saw some other people that are using this, like the Florida Gators basketball team. So another great idea, right? Where you're able to record uh, and really analyze practice and scrimmages and things of that nature. Taylor, what'd you think about this one? No, it's cool. What I, I, I think to give it a better picture for people that are listening, it's basically if you took the, the placement that you have for cameras that you see for like ESPN and then apply that to, you know, a regular court for practice, um, or for games. So what that does is it takes away the production value that you have to have with a partnership with some type of network. So if you wanted to have, you know, your it's a D2 tennis program and, you know, uh, your parents want to watch the game, all you have to do is click into the streaming site and you can watch, you know, your kids play um, or your family members, blah, 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 friends. And uh, I think that's a cool aspect of it. So you don't always have to go to like ESPN three or do something. So that's one of the major things. So imagine the camera positions, you know, behind, uh, behind the player, we're still staying with the tennis court behind the player center court, and then behind the opposite player. And then you can kind of go off the angle as well. So with that smart court though, you can record shots. So it'll tell you analytically from, you know, if you're hitting a deep, hitting it short, if you're hitting the corners. Um, but I think the smart court, stops with tennis it doesn't translate into basketball um possibly volleyball because the lines are the same but it, it seemed like the focus was on tennis and then live streaming games and then recording practices or recording games from different angles as was the big aspect that you get from it in different sports um yeah I mean, to your point it's, it's awesome to be able to have that like automated live streaming the multi-angle video i believe they call that their smart tracker technology and then have the ability to like have a quick instant replay of something so to your point you know not having to rely on like an espn3 or cbs sports you know digital or something like that um you know the, the now everything is is within house essentially for these for these college teams or a high school team or whatever. Um, so really cool technology here, obviously to your point for games, practices, um, really whatever they would like to. Uh, but again, that's um, uh, from play side there. And that was 
uh, brought to us by Arkansas, the Arkansas Razorbacks. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I was going to say that I, I think that they have a more they have an opportunity to corner the market because if you let's break it down, high schools you can't do instant replay, so that's the big thing that they've still been missing out on. So if you have a system that has certified angles, you know, you can trust the the angles when you look at it, obviously, because it has their own replay system that you can instantly dive into as a referee who's on the side of the field, side of the court, blah, 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 blah. Uh, let's take out the field because I don't I haven't seen the application for football, but side of the court. And now at the high school level, you can do what they're doing in college because I mean, how many you've you've had those moments. Ref comes blowing the whistle down the line saying you stepped out, you hit a big three. You're like, I didn't step out, but who do you who who's to say that you didn't? You know, there's no way to challenge that. So now this could be a system, you know, implemented state by state or by regulations for high schools and, you know, by county, however, however they want to do it. I don't know, just to start out with a testing site. But I think this could um, get to that area. And hopefully now you could challenge those plays in high school because you can do that in college and obviously the pros. So just just another aspect as, as as well with the live streaming that I think would be kind of a cool fit um, for high schools. And then also, you know, the smaller colleges or just colleges that don't have the, the, the non-revenue generating teams that don't always get on TV. Now you have an avenue to share those games live um, with people that are interested in seeing them. Yeah, no, great points there. So the second thing we want to dive into is really the, the tech behind the viewing experience uh, within with really within the restart of sports here. So um, I guess my first question to you, Taylor, is what which viewing experience has been better for you? Is it the card okay. cutouts? Is it the fans behind the basket in major league in, in basketball, in major league baseball? Is it like the superimposed AR fans? Like which experience is better for you? Okay, so when when talking about these empty stadiums and and watching the the revitalized return of sports in America, I would have to say um, I don't enjoy any of them. Yeah, I hear you there. I'm I'm actually that's actually the right answer. I I didn't think no. you were going to say that, but that I think that is the right answer. Oh, okay, all right. I mean, you know, the one I hate the most is the AR. It's the the visual fan. I can't I can't stand it. Can you stand it? No, I can't. I can't stand it either, Taylor. I know Sterling. It's it's just it's just weird. No, I'm just I'm going off. No, it is. Well, it's interesting, right? Because that one, uh, it is it is weird. If you you know, I watched like that Cubs. I think it was the Cubs Brewers game a couple weeks ago. As they as they were on Fox, and so to dive into it, right? So Fox partners with this company called Silver Spoon. Uh, Silver Spoon brings together this 3D augmented reality using Unreal Engine as the basis of their pipeline, which is the real-time platform behind the popular esports game, Fortnite. So that's mm -hmm. essentially like what you're looking at is that like that type of animation within the crowd. For me, it looks weird because what they've done is they put it like, you know, 10 rows back. So you see 50 seats, but then you see like, this 3D AR animation within the crowd. So that's yeah. what's weird for me to see because it's like it reinforces the fact that there's there's no actual person there. Right. And, and then it just feels weird for me, my eyes to be like watching something that's not really true. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and your your brain's trying to make sense of it, of a why. And then you're like, I get it. But then it's still not real. Then, you know, you know, you're a player, you play the game at a high level and you're like, all right, well, 
they can't see those fans or they can't see that automation out there on the field, uh, augmentation out on the field. So like, what's the, what's the point just to make the casual viewer at home feel more comfortable with what they're watching. That's why I can appreciate, you know, the, the piped in crowd noise. Cause that's kind of cool. But you know, we, we, we are in an area where, you know, it's 2020. We're trying to improve our technology year by year. And this is a, this is a big step, you know, 1990. If, if you would have told me you could pipe in a crowd on TV when there are no fans, I'd be like, nah, that's kind of crazy. But we're here now, and is it cool? Yes, it is. Is it necessary? No. See, like, you should do this for when you do have fans, but then that upper deck ain't sold out, and you need to make it look a little bit more more filled because you had a primetime slot. Then, like, Fox can help out because that's just embarrassing. You you got a primetime Sunday night game. You're in Shea Stadium, and then you look up in the bleeds, and there ain't nobody in the bleeds. They can help out a little bit. Pipe Pipe into my yard. There's no, there's no Shea Stadium. Oh, sorry. <laughs> old it's, Shea it's, it's old, Field. old Shea Stadium. Listen, yeah. listen, Sterling. When you an OG, when you an OG fan, when you an OG fan of the game, Shea Stadium never goes away. Okay? You don't know what Shea Stadium is. That's where the Mets play. That's where Mike Piazza. That's where John Rocker. That's where you had the Subway Series real at its grits. New York, baby. New York. New York. Stand up. I don't know if anyone needed all that, but um, yeah, it's it. No, to your point, I mean, it's definitely one of those where your eyesight becomes super. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're. It's just, it's just kind of weird, and that that kind of takes me to the next part of like, you know, what the NBA has done, which I think is super cool, where they have teamed up with Microsoft. We kind of talked about it a little bit, but we'll kind of dive into what that is, right? So, um, it's Microsoft Teams and the the together mode within Microsoft Teams. So. The together mode uses AI segment segmentation technology to bring people together into a shared background, like a conference room, a coffee shop, or in this case, a basketball arena. Um, so it's really cool because it uses these like scientific principles of cognition and social perception. So it makes you feel, I don't know if you saw yesterday, like Lil Wayne during the Lakers game was like trying to do high fives because he felt like he was like there. I mean, he's also probably on a little bit I mean, of syrup, a little, Yeah, but- <laughs> little, little Wayne definitely thought he was this. This is the realest 3D I've ever seen, <laughs> sir. That's that's just a 2D computer. But go on. <laughs> um, but it's super cool. It's been cool to see. You know, there's that um, still image as Devin Booker uh, kind of fakes out Kawhi Leonard the other day and and starts to rise up for that jump shot, and you can see the fans in the background of like the of the. Um, that are on the board there, like with their hands on their head, knowing, I mean, it's Devin Booker, that, that shot is wet. Like book as Drake says, um, as he's going up to hit that game winner. So it's, just, it, that's been really cool. I think. And, and it's nice too, when you see like these celebrities, I kind of had like Chris Bosch was on there the other day. I was like, he, I mean, I guess he's a celebrity cause he was like on the heat, but like, I don't know. I don't want to see Chris Bosch, but um, it's been cool to see. Did, they, did um, they scale down his neck? Did he take up two rows with the neck and head? That's well, a skinny head. Only, that is a skinny head. The thing which was interesting as I was going through this is there's a lot of rules within this, right? So okay. Okay. no okay. more Thank than for just for the Microsoft Teams and, and the partnership. So no more than one person in a virtual seat, mm-hmm. no offensive behavior or language, no signs or inappropriate messaging. I actually thought about that. I was like, it'd be kind of cool if you had signs behind you like throughout the game. Cannot do that. And no distribution of game data or other content. So um 
Yeah, it's super tough. And and to be able to be considered up for it, some of it like like Pacers and Pelicans have done like very simple uh applications like within their sites. The Celtics have done it through their like season ticket holders. So like reaching out to them. I don't say individually, but like, you know, reaching out to season ticket holders if they want to be a part right. of this. And then the other option's been to do it through Mikola Bulcher, which has been a partner of the NBA. And if you see the signage, it's like Microsoft and then Mike Mikola Bulcher. So um, no, I think they've done a really good job. Like you said, it's 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 different. Obviously, we're trying to figure out how to do this without fans. Uh, both of these, I think, are great options. Uh, for me, the NBA one has been just a little bit more aesthetically pleasing and, and something that I feel familiar with. Yeah, they really made it an intimate setting. I think they they did a really good job. Obviously, let's give them a shout out. Three weeks going on with uh, no positive COVID test within the bubble. So they figured out the they have the right formula from entertainment value uh, and production value for those that aren't there. So um, really nice, and it is nice to see like the live reactions of the fans that are behind you know the basket when they flip it on a free throw or just you know on going down the sideline and you can see you know the home team crowds there. So they did a really good job. And I wish, though, you'd see more trolling. Like when Lou Will came back, you know, throw up the chicken wings. Obviously, you read off the rules that, that are there. And here's the thing. So as an organization, you know exactly who's on the camera. You know, you have all their information. And if they do something, you can ban somebody for life. Do you think that's going to translate You can or ban them for a period of time? Obviously, with scalpers thrown into the to the realistic game, you can't always know in secondary sites, you know, who's going to be sitting here and there. But if they did devise a system where you knew who was sitting in each seat by name and then possibly addressed, do you think that they will try and do that? Because obviously when you have that backer, backer, you can control, like, you know, people aren't going to go and just do the outlandish trolling that you've seen or like racist gestures that are out there. Could that be a new path for sports or is that, too much infringing on privacy and then you can't really enjoy the game too much a little bit. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I think it just takes away. I mean, I think it's too much. I think it, I think at the end of the day, we're in this place where we just want to see people like enjoying the game. Right. So we're just doing this in a virtual setting. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I don't know if we need all of that to try to like, you know, do extra stuff. I I get it from the Lou Williams perspective, right. Just cause like that'd have been funny, but I think, that's that's also what like NBA Twitter is for, right? To be able to do those things, and then they've got that alternative broadcast, like hoop streams and things like that, that are like analyzing those things. So I think I think there's there's places for what you're talking about. I don't know if the teams aspect or like the virtual side is for it. Well, let me ramp this up just to just an extra bit. Now let's take the visual aspect that you see with the NBA. Would you be a, would they be able to implement that type of video board? behind the mound so say you can get the first five rows so it looks like fans are there on a video stream Wait, for baseball behind, behind, behind what behind no, not behind the mound, behind the plate so or was that would that be too bright for a pitcher or did that throw yeah. a pitcher off of a ball came back so there's yeah. no way to implement that to make it seem a little bit more intimate for pitch for for baseball like it's just it has to be empty seats and cardboard cut up cardboard cutouts i mean you can do it in the outfield you can't do it behind the plate because you have to okay. be a video board Right. Well, that's what I was saying. You know, if you look at the video board on the NBA, it's obviously a blacked out. It's it's blacked out behind the seats, and then you see the seats, and then you see the people. Um, so I just I didn't. Think, know I think that's actually helping because shopping. if you've ever been, it's really weird to be on like a big time court, um, because of how they do the lighting. So like if you're a 
I, the best example is like Madison Square Garden, where like you don't, I mean, you obviously see people, but it's so dark, right? So that their ability to kind of, to your point, it's blacked out there, like that's a black screen and they got everything around it is black. I think it actually helped. You look at TJ Warren going off, stuff like that. Like that's actually like helped, I think, guys to like replicate what they would see or what they would be like in a huge arena. Right. Cause uh-huh. when you're on the floor, like it's literally just the lighting is on the floor. And then you like, obviously you see people like on the front rows and stuff like that. But if you looked up in like Madison Square Garden, like you couldn't see people. I'm very surprised you went with uh, MSG. I thought you would have gone with Staples Center and, and, uh, Staples Center's lighting is different. You know, your goat, RIP 824. But that's what I thought you would have gone with. I, you know, Stap- I, I would have if the lighting was different. Shout out, Cody. But it is, it really does. And um, shooters out here just shooting. Mello looked like he's in, you know, hoodie Mello at the LA Fitness. So it is really nice what the NBA has done with their technology. And it'd be cool if other sports could implement it. But obviously, with the, the scale of, you know, baseball stadiums, it's just not feasible, it seems. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, yeah. So again, shout out to them. Shout out to Microsoft Teams, Silver Spoon for implementing something in in, in such a, a quick manner and putting this together for us to to try to have a, a, a virtual experience. We will now move into the product of the week, and. I've done Nike here for the last couple of times. So I was like, I'm going to do something completely different and just find something. Um, I won't say off the grid. I think off the grid is actually a great way to put it. Um, so we've been doing all these stories about like at home fitness and Peloton, all those things. I kind of thought about it. I was like, man, when's the last time like someone talked about e-bikes? So I found this one, which I thought was super cool. It's called the super 73 s2 which is a high performance street legal electric motorbike i thought this was awesome because uh it's connected and like compatible with your ios and your android uh, mobile phone uh so it's like super super techy obviously it's an electric bike uh but it looks like a motorcycle we'll put up a picture uh, on instagram and twitter um so it's just it, it's a really really cool performance bike made for off-road but obviously you can you can be in the street it is street legal uh but it's built with an aircraft grade aluminum oil alloy frame not not oil uh and fully adjustable air spring suspension for it taylor what do you think about this it looks expensive and looks a lot of fun like a lot of that's all i got expensive a lot of fun and i don't have to pedal you look like tom cruise in top gun with a leather jacket just riding down Riding down the beach with the with the with the with the jacket flapping. That's what that's the vibes I'm getting. Or go off roading with these uh, heavy set tires. That's what I love about this is like you could you could feel like your time. First off, shout out Tom Cruise, maybe the last you know real great action movie hero. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's, it's awesome because you could you could feel kind of like super badass and not really be on a motorcycle. So super cool. Uh, definitely check them out. Like Taylor said, it is a little expensive. Uh, retails for twenty six ninety five on their website. Again, that's twenty six ninety five. Super. Oh, people got bills out here. Unemployment checks stop rolling. Whew, COVID out here. Need to drop that thing about like four forty five. I'm sure you could sure you could haggle. I'm sure you could figure out a way to get that down. I'm sure they might have a payment plan. Could lease it. Nah, 
No, we buy straight up out here. We drop in straight cash. That's what we do. Thank you for that. And as we talk about cash, uh, we will get into some of the funding. It, this week was super cool, I think, just because of the first story. Uh, it kind of got people excited to get into, one, that, that money is starting to kind of trickle in again into sports and the sports tech. But um, The Rock involved with the acquisition or, or really the, the XFL going through the bankruptcy. And now he and uh, Redbird Capital, as well as his ex-wife, uh, paying $15 million to now acquire um, everything within the XFL. So uh, kind of cool. I, it'll be interesting to see. It One, it felt like ballers all over again. Felt like ballers, I'll say 2.0, even though the show did like five different turns and wasn't great there. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of cool to have someone that – was associated with football, obviously, right? Uh, the Rock played at the University of Miami, tried out for the NFL, and I think had a, a, a cup of tea there and then um, has done so many cool things within media. Uh, so it's cool to see someone like that being able to try to, um, you know, resurrect the XFL here. Yeah, it's definitely season six or season seven, whatever, of Ballers. It's hopefully to come out. Um, great move by The Rock also by, uh, I, I can't remember her name at the moment, but she was also a big stake in this deal. So, um, yeah, his ex-wife, uh, Danny Garcia. Yeah, so she's the first uh, female owner of any sports league, I guess, here in America at, at, at that point. But that's that's awesome, and I would love to see what he does. I hope he takes his character as Spencer Strasmore and translates that over into this league, and it is player-friendly and um, protects the players and looks out for them after in their career as well and see if the XFL can possibly become a feeder league into the NFL. Let's see what their what their aspirations are. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so the next one we have is um, Polyarch, which is the creator of the virtual reality game Moss. It's got the one with like the really cute mouse and you go through all these levels. Uh, anyways, uh, they just raised $9 million to actually expand in uh, beyond VR to go more into like augmented reality. Uh, the funding was led by Hero Capital. They've been doing a little bit lately here, if you've been listening to our uh, our podcast here, with contributions from Vulcan Ventures uh, and Galaxy Interactive. So super cool there. A shout out to them as they – shout out to uh, Polyarch as they start to, like I said, expand into um, into AR. Um the next one, we could not give you funding stories without hitting a home fitness system. So Tempo, which is a, a San Francisco-based um, startup here, announced a $60 million, uh, Series B in funding. Uh, pretty crazy uh, to get 60. I, I, I think kind of crazy to get $60 million right now, but uh, they are a freestanding um really equipment-based training guidance and social motiva motivation. So it uses like 3D sensors and artificial intelligence uh, to help you get your workout on. Um, so this one was um, <clears throat> led by Norwest Venture Partners and General Catalyst. Uh, previously, Tempo had raised $17 million in a Series A round back in February. Uh, the last one is another story we had done previously. So um, Dapper Labs. So these are the guys that created like the NBA Top Shot. Um, they have the blockchain um, or, or excuse me, they are a blockchain based game developer. So they created this essentially like moments, right? So trying to like replace uh, trading cards. 
Um, so you can like have a moment of like Steph Curry doing something and you can like own that essentially like in your own wallet and then be able to trade it and buy it and do different things with it. Um, so this one's awesome. They just raised uh, another $12 million. Some of the investors behind it are some of the NBA guys. So Andrea Godala, Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, Garrett Temple, JaVale McGee and Aaron Gordon, um, as well as Coinbase Ventures, Samsung, and Andreessen Horowitz uh, were involved in this as well. So a shout out to them as they, again, uh, just got $12 million investment round. Um, so that rounds out our funding rounds. Uh, I'm Steve Mack. That's Taylor over there. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Sports Tech Atlanta on Instagram and Twitter as well. Um, and definitely look for us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts.